Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Special shout out to the fine folks who have been recommending the show on Twitter lately. We've been tagged in a lot of podcast rec tweets recently, and it's really great to see our fans bringing in new listeners. That's just one of many ways that you can support the show. Leaving reviews and supporting us on Patreon are other awesome ways to help us reach more people and do more great things. Minna and I will be at Gen Con in August, which is approaching very quickly. I'll be moderating a panel on Thursday morning, so you want to start an AP podcast. Swing by and check it out, and get a Magpie's bookmark while you're there. Even further in the future, I will be at a Catacon in November. I'm running a game of Blades in the Dark, and I'll be handing out even more Magpie's bookmarks. Next, Kim is going to tell us about this month's feature charity. Styles for Kids is a Chicago-based organization that provides education to multiracial and adoptive families on how to style and care for black natural hair. Their salon offers a safe and judgment-free zone for parents to learn about their child's hair, teaches them the skills they need, and recommends them hair care products meant for Afro-textured hair. They also provide services to children living in residential facilities and detention centers and children with special needs. To sponsor a child or to donate, visit www.stylesforkids.org. That's styles, the number four, and kidswithaz.org. In addition, for our American listeners, please continue to call your representatives and demand that the House begin an impeachment inquiry. Call your local city and county governments to demand that they refuse to cooperate with ICE. And donate to immigrant defense organizations like RACES if you're able. Now then, let's get started, shall we? So I think it's been a few days since your... uh, your, your two scores in one night, part two, uh, <laughs> expedition where, where you, you did manage to, uh, keep two promises. You, you pulled off two scores in a single night and then took a nap. Big yeah. nap. Yeah. Big nap. Big cuddle pile nap. I feel like two scores one night is becoming like our specialty. It's, it's, you're getting there. So, uh, you know, it's it's been a few days since that happened. You have checked back in at the Hound's Paw to collect your messages. I imagine at this point you're doing that a little more frequently. And you have a message from Lani and Roxanne, who have asked to meet with you. Um, the, the note is vague, but it basically says that they have um, found some information on that project you'd asked them to, to work on. Which, mm. which project? Ooh basically try to confirm the identities of the other members of the circle of flame. Oh, yes. You know who some of them are. You had suspicions about a couple people. Um, so they have been, been doing that research for you. And apparently they have turned up something. Woo. So I think that um, probably you're, you're just again going to head over to their apartment where I introduced it and then you've gone there like every episode since. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good gay apartment. You make your way uh, up up to the docks, and as you're you're heading through the docks area, you can tell that things are things have taken a bad turn around here. Mm. There is a lot of damage to buildings. There have been fires. There are broken windows. Um, the lamp blacks who are patrolling the streets 
they're moving in larger groups. Like previously they were moving in groups of like two or three. Now they're moving in groups of four and five and are very openly armed. But there are fewer groups. Mm. And some of the people that you see moving around look like, uh, you know, they've got bruises and black eyes. Are there like random citizens around? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, the the regular dock workers, um, people on the docks. I kind of uh, want to just like stop and ask somebody: Is somebody else moving in on the Lamp Black's territory here? Yeah, I haven't heard. I don't. It's some old gang that I don't know got a bug up their ass and trying old to gang. take the docks. Uh, what are they? The Umbra somethings? Hunters. Umbra? The hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Umbra hunters. Yeah, they're apparently. Uh, <sighs> fell apart some years ago and i don't know new management maybe but they're scrapping with the lamp blacks and hmm. i mean good on them i said i don't think the lamp blacks have been very good for this area if you ask me i doubt the umber hunters will be any better uh, you're probably right <laughs> just looks sort of <laughs> frowns thoughtfully <laughs> For the most part, it, like there's been a lot of property damage, but it does not look like the citizens of the docks have been physically attacked for the most part. Mm, okay. Yeah, like their their buildings are getting destroyed in this conflict, but it seems like either the Lamp Blacks and Umbra Hunters have some scruples and are trying not to involve civilians, or more likely the people of the docks know when to, you know, duck and cover. Mm-hmm. I do not have any alchemical solutions for broken buildings, unfortunately. So you, um, you know, you, you're making your way through the docks, and um, you know, as you're heading towards Lonnie and Roxanne's building, you hear very distantly, you know, probably on the other side of the district, gunfire breaking out. Might could be nothing. Could be some kind of scrap between the Lamp Blacks and the Umber Hunters. You're not sure. You you head into their building, uh, head upstairs, and uh, Lonnie lets you in. And uh, like as soon as the door is shut, begins signing very uh, rapidly and excitedly. And Roxanne is like, uh, uh, "Slow down, slow down." <laughs> <laughs> she like signs at her to be like, "I can't keep up. You're you're talking too fast." They they sit you down and and get you some tea. Um, you're all crowded around this table that like is it, it's a table that would be like comfortably cozy with three people and there's five of you at it so you're a little squished in <laughs> squishy <laughs> yeah they they have a bunch of like papers spread out and um lonnie kind of starts explaining what uh what they found and what they have found is uh a confirmation that uh lord alistair mora is involved in the circle of flame mm. Some some connections that are, are, you know, it wouldn't hold up in court, but it, it's, it's good enough for, for your purposes that it seems like he is almost certainly uh, a confirmed member of the group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they continue on to, to explain that as they were researching uh, Lord Mora, they uncovered uh, some of his other activities. If you remember uh, back at the end of season one, uh, he was planning to open up a, a weapons production factory in the docks mm-hmm. in the, the area. The one with the dorms. And you all shut that down. But apparently he still has his hands in various types of weapons dealing, uh, except now he's doing it less than legally. He apparently has kind of a, like, gun-running side business, smuggling weapons to the grinders. Which is 
The Grinders is are they gay? kind of they're 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 a gang. No, I said, are they gay? I mean, <laughs> some of them probably are, but like they're not like. Ray, you're missing the joke. Oh, I get it. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it now. It took me a second. <sighs> I mean, I I was thinking, are they sandwiches? But <sighs> I mean, nothing stopping gay sandwiches. <laughs> I'm just going to stare into the middle distance, sadly, for a little bit. <laughs> Until the puns end. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I know that if I just let you all keep going, they won't stop. Um, so the grinders are actually, uh, some of them are probably gay. Some of them probably enjoy a good sandwich. All of them are Scovlin revolutionaries. But all of them swipe right. Always. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so they, they are Scovlin revolutionaries. Basically, their main goals are they also do a lot of weapons dealing, and they're funneling weapons back to Scovlin to, like, back the revolution against the Empire there. Uh, All right. So Lonnie and Roxanne kind of explain what they, they've learned about um, his, his gun-running dealings. And then Lonnie reaches over and, and picks up a, a copy of the Duskwall Daily. The, uh, it's not the, the top headline, on the paper, but it, it, it's above the fold. There is a story about how one Inspector Gilbert Severin has been arrested on charges of fraud and corruption. Oh. Lonnie taps his name and then signs. He was investigating Mora. Oh. He was looking into this gun running connection. We actually got a little information from him. Was Inspector Severin the one that we... He sure was. That's the guy who uh, was being blackmailed by Harville Brogan uh, because he is a ghost in a person. He he is a possessor ghost who uh, has has won his way into the inspectors. And this is a fairly big deal because the inspectors have a reputation for being untouchable. They like, you know, the blue coats, everybody knows that they take bribes and are corrupt. Mm-hmm. The inspectors are supposed to be above that. And so the fact that one of them has been apparently caught out, wrapped up in some kind of corruption charges is a big deal. Oh, dear. Although it seems pretty clear this is... A setup? Yeah. (laughs) Lonnie nods vigorously and points at both of you like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the other thing is uh, that, that Roxanne points out in the article... He is convicted. It would not only shut down his current investigation, but it would lead to a review of all of his recent cases, including Um. his arrest of Harvale Brogan. Oh. Yeah. As much as I hate to admit it for a person like him, we may need to go to bat for him again. What do you mean a person like him? Yeah, Lottie and Roxanne also look confused and like, what do you mean? <laughs> Inspectors are usually pretty helpful. I mean, y- yes, he's, he's just a bit of an arse. <laughs> they, 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 they look at each other and shrug and Lonnie's like, I thought he was very nice. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad he was nice to you. He worked with us and he does appear to have kept working against our enemies, our mutual enemies now it seems. I don't know that we should let him go down for this if we can avoid it. Oh, no, we absolutely shouldn't, if for no other reason than pragmatism. But having such an obviously unlawful convic- conviction of a seemingly dedicated inspector would be bad also. Well, not uncorruptible, but... Eh. 
<laughs> at least working towards the same ends as us. Right. Still, I can't believe that we're actually going to help a cop. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the uh, the summary for this episode when I post it. It it does leave a bit of a dirty feeling. We're gonna have to do something big to like balance this out. Yeah. So, are there any other questions that you you want to ask Lonnie and Roxanne while you're here? What are the specifics of the charge? He has been charged, um, basically, it's fraud and corruption are the, the broad charges. Um, in specific, he's accused of extortion, more or less, uh, taking bribes from merchants and nobles to drop investigations or making people pay him off so that he won't open up investigations into them. Because, like, you know, it's the thing where even if you're the target of an investigation, even if you haven't done anything wrong just by association, it damages your reputation. Right. And uh, apparently they f- uh, the article says that um, he was found with a, a hidden cache of drugs that had been picked up in, like, you know, arrests and, and gang raids and a cache of, like, weapons that were meant for the inspectors and blue coats that he was apparently selling. I see. And who is the prosecution? The article is vague as to where the accusations came from. It's just sort of like, we've discovered these, you know, these things were discovered about an inspector. Isn't this scandalous? They don't really say who brought the charges. Not a paper that cares very much about naming its sources, is it? No, I mean, you know, the the Daily's relationship with the truth is casual at best. (laughs) But what it does, so there is kind of an implication that it was like a result of an internal investigation. Hmm. But no one specifically is named as as being uh, behind it. What you do see is that the the trial is going to be heard by uh, Magistrate Lady Rhonda Drake, who you know to be in the Circle of Flame. Lady Drake is the one who was on to us when we were raiding Ironhook. Mm-hmm. Right. That is an issue. If this trial is to happen, it needs to have a different judge presiding. Otherwise, this is even more of an obvious sham. Or there needs to be such solid evidence, like... Ex, you know, proving his innocence, that if she still convicts him, it casts doubt on her. Right. We basically need to find out more about the accusations and the evidence. Right. Question about the court system in this world. Yeah! Uh, is it kind of what we're familiar with? Judge and jury? No and jury. examination No jury. Okay. Trials, um, when, when you are accused of a crime in Duskwall, your case is heard by a magistrate. Magistrates are basically judges. They issue warrants, prosecute trials, assess evidence, and pronounce judgments. There are no juries. It is a system where you get justice based on how much money you have and your social standing. Um, If you are very rich, you can buy your way into innocence. And yeah, so the way that trials work is you have a prosecutor um, a barrister, in this case. This is what uh, Jaren's father does. Uh-huh. Uh. Um, who will argue the the prosecution side. Often they are representing the city, just sort of in general, the way that we have, you know, the prosecutors representing the state in, in real-life court cases. Defense lawyers are not 
like there, there's no public defenders. Um, if you can afford one, you can have someone argue your case. Otherwise, you have to represent yourself. That's fucked. Which is a, where a lot of the, you know, your ability to receive justice is tied directly to how much money you have comes from. Because if you have a lot of money, you can hire a very good lawyer. If you don't have any money, you are, uh, you know, having to argue your case. God, this city sucks. It sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that is that is how trials work in the city. Most, I think Blair is the only one in this group who's unfamiliar with it. Um, Minx yeah. and Myra have both done brief stints in jail in their youth, where uh, you know they would have gone through very fast trials. And I and Myra studied it. <laughs> yeah, so Myra, yeah, Myra is actually probably somewhat familiar with sort of the the intricacies of the legal system. But yeah, so that's that's more or less how trials work. They take as long as they need to. Usually they don't draw a ton of outside attention, but sometimes you get big scandalous cases, such as an inspector being accused of corruption. Um, and that's going to draw a lot of interest from the press and the general public. So this is likely to be a bit more of a um, production than a lot of trials normally are. It might go for a few days. Do we know when it's set to happen? A few days from now. The arrest was fairly, like, he was arrested on these charges pretty recently. So they're rushing to court. I feel like that's actually pretty typical in Duskwall. There's not, yeah. they, they tend not to linger over people. It's like you get arrested, you sit for a couple days, maybe, and then they want to just process you through the system as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you you all have not an eternity to, pre- to prepare, but a few days. Well, I see a few ways of going about this. One, we can try and stop it before it occurs by perhaps messing with documents or evidence or the like. Replacing Miss Drake with someone who is assuredly not going to find a guilty verdict. Or at least one of us replaces one of the sides in the case and rigs it. If we want to help out the defense, maybe we should find out what the prosecution has. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm going to assume they're not super open about their evidence. No, 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 no. No, but we simply make sure that they have none for the case when it comes up. Do you think we can approach the defense openly as, like, we want to help? Uh, you don't know if he has, like, a lawyer. He oh. may just be in a situation where he's defending himself. Can we visit him? That's a good question. I think that he's still held in Iron... I think Ironhook is just where he would be held. I don't think that they do visitation. Unless you pay a bribe. Visitation hours are not standard, but anything in the city can be bought for the right money. Right. Can we bribe for a visit to find out? Yeah, to talk to him? Probably. Do we have the money is more of my question. You do. I mean, you all are quite well off financially. You have a lot in your vault. You have 11 coin in your vault. How much coin do you think would be the bribe? Four coin. Four coin? Jesus. Normally, it's not that high, but he is... He's high profile. Yeah, he's a very high profile target. And I think it's... The price is set that high because there's a number of reporters who are wanting to get in to talk to him, and the guards don't want to put up with that bullshit, so... Right. He's a big deal. He's famous. Sucks for him. Yes, I think... Phase one is getting the details from the horse's mouth. Going back to Ironhook. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Lonnie. Thank you, Roxanne. Yeah. Uh, as as they're walking to the door, like Lonnie uh, signs, um, 
you know, good luck and be careful. Oh, can I leave them a bundle of cookies from Gangster Grandma? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, so I'll leave them with something. Yeah, yeah. They they both thank you for the, the cookies. All right. To Ironhook again. Are, are all three of you heading to Ironhook together? Actually, I feel a bit uncomfortable continuing to talk to someone of his nature, so I might try to figure out more about the high society persons involved. I'd like to hear about the evidence at Ironhook, if possible, before I go to Jaren. Yeah, you can do multiple. People can do more than one gather info. So, like, Myra and Blair could go to Ironhook and Minx will... Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Myra and Blair are heading back to Ironhook. Fun. Won't this be fun? Yeah. So, yeah, the, the two of you approach the looming, hulking structure that is Ironhook. Somehow it's more menacing approaching it the intended way than sneaking in through the sewers. I believe that. And you get to kind of the, the outer walls and the gate, and uh, the, the guard there's like, state your business. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want my to step forward? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't ask you a yes or no question. It's it's all right. My, my young friend here is just a little bit nervous. Uh, we had some business with one of the people in your custody. We were wondering if you might be able to help us out with seeing them. You know, uh, it would depend on who it is and uh, how invested you are in uh, paying a visit. We are trying to get a visit with Inspector Severin. Oh... Well, you better be very invested then. How invested? He he names a price that's the equivalent of four coin. All right. Um, are we spending this out of the crew vault, guys? Unless one of you has that on your person. I can contribute a coin towards it if you guys don't want to only spend out of the vault. Yeah, and I can contribute one coin, so that way we're only pulling two from the vault. Okay. So you're going to hand over the, the coin? Mm-hmm. So he, he, he takes the, the pouch of money and kind of, you know, opens it up, rifles to the coins, and is like, I like people who come prepared, and tucks the, the thing away into his uh, coat. And is like, all right, come on. And the, the gates grind open, squeaking of, of metal that's not fitted together just right. He leads you up the, the path towards the prison. So he, he walks you into the prison, down a couple halls, and then leads you into basically just an interrogation room. Very uncomfortable place to be. Yeah, table in the middle of the room. There's two chairs on one side, one, si one chair on the other. There's a, a panel of one-way glass behind you, where presumably someone will be observing this interaction. So good luck with that. Um, he sits the two of you down and is like, uh, we'll have somebody bring him around to just wait here. And then he uh, heads off, closes the door behind him. Myra, Myra. Yeah. We're going to be watched. Yeah, that's entirely possible. No, no, that's probably what's going to happen. That's a one-way mirror. Yeah, I, I understand. <sighs> what do we do? Well, we don't have to talk about, you know our connection to him, we can just pretend to be do-gooders trying to look into the evidence. We're reporters. Okay. We're Lonnie and Roxanne-style reporters who care about the truth. What's your reporter name? 
Uh, let me look up real quick. I know I have aliases ready, so. I feel like Jane. Jane is a reporter name, but what's a last name that goes with Jane? Jane Jameson. Nah. <laughs> oh, oh, I realized, but I just did. Uh, oh, she cares. All she cares about is pictures. Pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I walked right into nope. that one. Yeah, no, oh, we, have to, we have to do it now. That's yeah. it. Let's go with Eleanor Cloaker. Croker, I don't think I've done that one as an alias yet. I don't think you have. I'm just, every time Myra needs a name, I use one of the names I considered for Myra. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Alternate universe Myras. All right, so after a kind of uncomfortably long time like you're sitting there for 10 minutes and like it's getting to the point where you're criminals you're paranoid you're sitting in a prison you're starting to think like oh shit we got they figured it out we're gonna get arrested the door opens and a couple blue coats lead severin in he looks worse for wear doesn't look like he went quietly he's got bruises on his face and on his arms it doesn't look like they really let him clean up so there's still like kind of blood crusted in his hair and his mustache um he's just in the you know ill-fitting prison uniform he's got shackles on his his wrists and his ankles and they you know sit him down basically chain him to the chair and the table uh and then one of the blue coats says uh we'll be right outside holler if you need us thank you and they leave you in there Severin, for his part, his eyes go a little wide when he sees you, but by the time he's sitting down across from you, he's managed to kind of keep his face blank. Yeah, Myra's going to lean forward. I'm sure you remember us. We're the journalists who were asking you for some details about that case a few months back. Yeah, yeah, I, uh... Eleanor Croker and Jane Jameson. Hi. She gestures to each of them so he knows which names yeah, to use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, of course, uh... I gave you pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> All right, so that's going to be the, the bit for this episode. Yeah. He's like, uh, yes, yes, I, uh, I remember uh, speaking with both of you. Um, it's good to see you again, I suppose, although not exactly ideal circumstances. He kind of rattles the chains a little bit. Yes, we are sorry to hear about your arrest. We actually were trying to look into your case this time. <laughs> Make sure justice was being prosecuted accurately well uh i wish you the best of luck but uh i don't have a lot of confidence in this playing out uh fairly do you have representation in this case he just laughs, laughs no <laughs> is it something that you're not able to afford or have you not been able to make a connection both mm. <sighs> okay um do you know what kind of evidence they have against you? And are, is there anything you, you have to argue against their case? Uh, this would be the point where I need a roll. Probably All right. consort. Consort. Yeah, for sure. We're doing some classic Myra shit. Yep. Holy shit. Okay, it's a five. Five. Okay. He knows that they have sworn statements from a handful of nobles and merchants who, who are alleging that he took bribes from them. Of course, the people who offered bribes to the cop are not being charged with anything. Because uh, mm. <laughs> so they're, they're too high-ranked for that. No, just the cop who can't afford or get representation. Yeah. It's a great city, Duskwall. 
So yeah, there, there's people who either have have confessed to giving him bribes, or people who uh, are accusing him of you know shaking them down for money in exchange for you know leaving them alone. If he took so much money from so many people, why can't he afford a lawyer? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm people. just yeah. <laughs> he he says you know some of these are people that I did deal with on cases, but. None of them were, you know, really targets of investigations, uh, just people that interacted with me tangentially. Personally, I, I suspect that they were bribed into making those statements, but I can't prove it from here. And as for the drugs and guns that I'm apparently dealing on the side, and he rolls his eyes, they found that after my arrest. It would have been very easy for someone to plant that in my apartment, or not even plant it at all, just claim that they'd found it there. And he kind of glances at the, the window uh, behind. He's like, I am sure that our fine boys in blue would never do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the two of you can hear kind of like muffled laughter from behind the yeah the glass. Out of curiosity, just out of character, do mm-hmm. we know about Inspector Sever? He has like a good reputation, right? He does, yeah. When you talked to Jaren about him previously, Jaren had a very high opinion of him. He is, like, that's another reason why this is such a big deal, is, like, among a group of people who are known for being uncorruptible, he was kind of, like, a paladin type. Like, he really stood out as being, like, and, like, he legitimately did go after, like, some big targets and take down some actually genuinely corrupt, harmful people. Just kind of like the the one legitimate black mark on his record was the Brogan thing, which nobody knew about. Okay, that was just a thing that I was curious about. Prior to this, his reputation was, you know, impeccable, which means a lot of people fucking hated him. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay, let me think really quick. Yeah, so he, what he has, like, he, he can tell you about the evidence that they have, he does not have a lot to offer. You can't prove, like, an absence. Right. All we can do is try and, like, discredit some of their evidence. Mm-hmm. More or less. Prove that those bribes happened. Prove that they're, you know, these weapons and things. Prove that Spider-Man is a menace. Mm-hmm. <sighs> exactly. So, um, you can ask some other follow-up questions of, of the inspector, uh... But, you know, bearing in mind that you are being observed. Yeah, uh, do you have any questions, Kim, I you can think of? I can't really think of anything, I'm sorry. That's cool. Um, let me, give me a second to think. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste this. <gasps> mm-hmm. You can't prove an absence unless there were witnesses. Mm-hmm. What if a ghost was a witness? That's definitely something you could you could look into. Ooh. Ghost justice. I'm not exactly sure what Duskwall's laws say about ghost testimony, but I'm going to guess it's probably not super positive, but Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely worth looking into. One thing is that, given that we know what he is, Minx would never suggest this, but Josie's suggesting a plan to, I don't know, maybe he can hop to a different person. He might, like, that might be a plan that the Possessor Ghost has in mind, but Blair and, and Myra will be escorted back out of Ironhook, and mm-hmm. uh, as, as they are wrapping up that visit, uh, we will cut over to Minx, who is, uh, as usual, whining, dining, and charming the 
upper echelons of society. It's been a while since I've done some good old-fashioned gossip. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure your presence has been sorely missed. So, uh, tell what what kind of information are you looking for? Yeah, I'm I'm looking for like gossip or what kind of people they are. Generally, okay. Just just learn more about Lord Mora and Lady Drake. Yes, some more more details about them. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and make a roll. I'm gonna do a consort about it. Mm-hmm. And I got a five. You you already know a little bit about Lady Drake. You've kind of crossed paths with her um, previously. Mm-hmm. She has a reputation for being um, very intelligent, very clever, very ruthless. Um, not great at parties. People don't like it when she's invited because she is kind of like really serious, stick in the mud. Mm-hmm. Not a super fun social person. Right. She is known to be fairly heavily involved in uh, the Church of the Ecstasy of the Flesh. I'm trying to think. Um, are there any sort of specific details you're looking for about her? No, that's actually good stuff. Like, okay. yeah, I wanted to know more about these people personally, so I can yeah. maybe play out something. Lord Mora, you have a little harder time getting information out of, uh, or information about, rather. Mm-hmm. He's a person that everybody seems to know of, but very few people have actually ever met. Mm-hmm. Most of what you hear is kind of secondhand. It you know has has a reputation of being uh, like a fairly aggressive businessman. Most of the nobles kind of keep their focus on the, their Leviathan hunter fleets. That's where most of their money comes from. His ships are usually pretty profitable, but he has like diversified his business a lot. He, mm-hmm. um, you know, has some factories. Um, you know, there was that attempt at opening up a, a weapons factory earlier that he's still apparently kind of shopping around trying to find a, a place to set up with that. Personality-wise, um, again, this is all kind of secondhand. What you get is that he is. The kind of person who actually, he's fun to have at a party so long as nobody makes him mad. He is very, like, friendly and cheerful and kind of boisterous uh, at parties, um, but very short-tempered and liable to make a scene if he feels he has been slighted or wronged in any way. Mm-mm. So uh, the general feeling is that, like, people constantly have to be on eggshells around him. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, okay. And Lady Drake, do do I also kind of get the sense that she, you know, does her job honorably? Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> no, okay. no. She is uh, corrupt as they come. You, that's not something you get from this gossip. That is stuff that you, you have picked up from, from sort of other things you've learned about her. No, she is crooked as hell. Okay. Okay. All right. A, a, pl- a plan is starting to brew, but I think we should cut away to Myra's scene. Yeah. Um, so... Is, do you think this is the same day? Do you kind of send Blair home and then you veer off? Or sure. Is this a- yeah. Because okay. I, don't, I don't think we have time to dally. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Myra, you, you break off to, to meet up with Jaren. Um, are you going to just, like, send him a note and ask if he can meet you somewhere? Because you, again, can't really go to his workplace. 
Yeah. Um, three wanted levels. I wonder if maybe I asked him to meet me at the library just because this is a legal thing, so we might be doing some research if it comes to it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You'd sent this message to Jaren asking to meet kind of as soon as possible. So he he shows up not as quickly as you would like, but it's obvious when he gets there that he he got here as quick as he could. He looks kind of flustered. Um, he like his his coat is a little misbuttoned, like he missed one of them, so it's off by Aww. one. And you know he, I, I assume that you probably grabbed like just a like sort of a, a little private study room. I area think I so grabbed our private study room. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh god, that makes this even worse. Um, so he he hustles in and shuts the door behind him. He's like, I I got your note. What? Is everything okay? Are, are you alright? I'm okay. I'm just working on something that I could use your help with. Oh. It's not the blue coats this time. Uh-huh. Also, hello. Uh, sorry not to greet you. <laughs> um, are you, are you busy? Are you too busy for this? I mean, I don't know what it is, so... Okay, um, there's about to be a serious misprosecution of justice. Uh, Lady... Drake is about to try in a few days an inspector who has been wrongfully accused. Severin? Yep. Who, <sighs> as you will remember, we've had dealings with in the past. Yeah, yeah. I... Wrongfully accused? Really? That? I mean, I, I, th- I thought you were... I thought this was the kind of thing, like, yes, it's disappointing. I thought this was the kind of thing you wanted to get rid of corruption. He's not corrupt. They are. The people forcing this trial are. They're doing it to get him out of their hair, and he is partly on their trail because of us. <sighs> so, I would like to help him, because he has helped us. And I feel responsible. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think you're going to need to give me a roll. Okay, I think it's consort. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a gather info, right? Yeah, this is seeing what he's willing to do uh, and what he's willing to believe. Five, five. okay. So, yeah, he kind of, like, rubs the back of his neck and sits down. It's like, I mean, I guess... You believed him in him, didn't you? I remember you telling me. That does seem to make more sense that he was being framed than that he would have done all those things. I just, I don't know, I was trying to be more realistic about things. You can be cynical, but you can also believe in people sometimes. I'm glad that you're thinking about it, though. Yeah, I... What do you want from me right now? We're trying to interfere however we can in this. We know some of the evidence they probably have, which is probably evidence they've manufactured, but I don't know how to counter it. Exactly. We don't have time to discredit all of it. Yeah, so he, he kind of nods and is, is thinking, and he's like, well, okay, so sworn statements that he thinks are bribes, if you can prove that one of them was, like, even just one was bribed, then that's going to cast a lot of doubt on the rest. Especially if it was all the same person collecting the the statements, which it probably was. Um, I could, I don't know if I'll have time to get you copies, but I can get you a list of the people who, who gave the statements. A list would be helpful. I don't think we even need the copies necessarily. 
Okay. I can we want to get at the people. And, you know, any other information I can find out who took the statements, I guess. How much effect is throwing doubt on the evidence going to have on the decision of a case? Because <sighs> this woman's pretty determined. Well, you might need... If we get more of an audience? If we talk more to... More of an audience, if you could get some witnesses that would discredit... Witnesses that would testify in in favor of... Yeah. Okay. Of, of Severin, yeah. Or people who could, you know, say that, like, with that, you know, the weapons and stuff being planted, if you could get somebody to testify that they saw it being planted. That's gonna be tough. It really is hard to prove honesty, unfortunately. Yep. That's <laughs> why I have the desk job that I have. I don't have to prove much of anything. I just gotta fill out the paperwork. Fill out the paperwork, make sure you've got everything in its place. <laughs> Pretty much. Put more hard choices on you than you signed up for, don't I? Yeah, you really do. <sighs> I didn't think it was gonna be like this when I struck out on my own. Neither did I. When you struck it on your own. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think I was going to go straight? Well, kind of hoping. Never straight, only forwards. <laughs> <laughs> that is very good. Yeah, he's just, I was, I was hoping, you know. If I, if I could stand to watch all of this at this point, but I can't. He just kind of shakes his head and, uh, like, runs a hand through his hair. It's like, well, I should probably get back and start pulling that information that you need. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I hope, I hope you're right that he, he is he is innocent. Of what they're accusing him of? Yeah. I, I believe he's innocent. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he knows no, about the ghost a, thing. Does Doesn't he? he? Doesn't no. he? No? He no, didn't? Jared doesn't okay. know. What, what did I tell him about Severin? Because I said there was something sketchy. Yeah, but you didn't tell him about the ghost. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, Jaren, you wouldn't tell him that. Oh, I think I told him about he bribery, said, maybe. Yeah, I think you told him about the bribery and the blackmail, but you didn't tell him about yeah, the, the like, blackmail. The, the, what he was being blackmailed over. Okay, like, yeah, because I didn't know yet. Yeah, when I was Jaren would cool. not take that. Yeah, no, he great. would not. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I think when you say he's innocent of what he, they're accusing him of, he kind of like quirks an eyebrow at you, but doesn't ask any mm -hmm. questions just kind of like i'll just we'll come back to that i think <laughs> jaren's just gonna or i think Myers just gonna say to jaren maybe you'll be right about someone for once yeah for once <sighs> he shakes his head and is like all right well i'll i'll drop off whatever i find at the usual place um be careful you too exit jaren stage left <laughs> pursued by his doubts yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Kim, did you still want to do the ghost thing of seeing if there were any spiritual witnesses to any of these things? Yeah, we could use I a witness. Do. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, so how do you wanna how do you wanna approach this? I imagine I would have to go to the place where this happened. I'm trying to rem So so you know where he lives. Okay. And, the, you know, they were saying, like, he had this stuff stashed in his apartment. So you could go to, like, around his apartment to see if you could find any spirits who could give you any any intel. Yeah, I think I will do that. All right. 
Okay, that's a six. Nice. Okay. So you you're you're hanging out around Severin's building, trying not to look suspicious. Uh, Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. And you you kind of find a an alley that's empty at the moment and duck in there because like looking into the ghost field is not something you can usually do subtly. Your eyes are glowing. And also, I put on a mask. Yeah, yeah. So you duck into this alley, you put on your mask, you look into the ghost field, and, you know, there's sort of just the normal ghostly patterns and things of the city, um, ghost doors and old, you know, the echoes of old buildings, um, the, sh- the, the faint shapes of living people moving down in the street uh, or up in the building that you're looking at. Severin's apartment, like, just by virtue of having, like, a ghost been there for so long like is glowing a little brighter <laughs> just the stuff in there stands out a little more just because of leftover ghost energy um but nothing about his apartment super stands out so you kind of look down and uh are looking straight at a ghost who's standing right in oh, front of you hello uh hello she is um pretty she she's still quite like solid and held together um ha- has a fairly well-defined form. She looks like she is not too much older than you. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, clothes are... Let's see. What was she? Who Who were you? Oh, what if it's the Charter Hall uniform? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she she is... Yeah, I like that. I think she's wearing something affiliated with Charter Hall. With, with the... I think it's the Hall of Alchemy. <laughs> oh. And her... Well, and you can kind of like, it's sort of the uh, like sixth sense thing where you kind of get a sense of probably how she died because there's burns like all over oh, the front of her uniform no. and her arms and her chest. Like uh-huh. she broke I- something and it blew up in her face. I'm so sorry. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I measured some stuff wrong. <laughs> um, I'm lucky I only ever singed my hair. I... I- I'm from an alchemist family, and I went to Charter Hall for a little bit, uh, oh. focusing in alchemy, so. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, eh, I've, I've kind of made my peace with it. Yeah? Uh, I guess I, I guess I didn't have any unfinished business hanging over me, that's what people say, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 but, um... Yeah, so what are, what are you doing? What are you looking for? Are you looking for uh, what's-his-face who used to live up there? Uh, no, I, I know where Severin is. Um, what, were he was you, cool. Yeah, he was. Um, Aww. Did you happen to be here when the blue coats came and inspected? Did they happen to plant any evidence here, like any guns or drugs? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, like, yeah, he used to chat with me sometimes, because, like, she kind of looks around and is like, he was a ghost, I guess you probably know that, right? Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, okay, I just, we, we, you know, I just don't want people to catch wind of it, although I'm a ghost, too, they can't really hear me, can they? He was a ghost! anyway no yeah he used to chat with me sometimes uh and yeah i was hanging around and um no it wasn't it wasn't blue coats that planted it 
uh, I guess that's what they were doing. There were some some people who came by that had all this stuff, guns and and drugs and stuff, and they like hid it around his apartment. Didn't hide it real well. But they weren't blue coats. No, but they they like they went. They brought the stuff in and planted it, and then they left. And then, like ten minutes later, the blue coats came in, and like they knew exactly where everything was. Oh. So did you have? Did you get any good look at the group? Who it was? Yeah, yeah. As she can, she didn't get any names, but she can give you descriptions of the people. Do I recognize the gang? Yeah. Uh, as she's describing them, she mentions. Um, Black coats with brass detailing, brass buttons and things. That's which, Umbra, right? Yeah, that's the the uniform of the Umbra Hunters. Like, you recognize it right off. So the Umbra Hunters are behind this. Interesting. Well, I don't want to ask too much of you. And this is a little unorthodox, but would you be willing to testify in court that the evidence was planted in defense of Severin? Wow. Is that legal? <laughs> I will make it legal. I don't think that's legal. I don't know that you can. I mean, I like, I like what you're thinking. Uh, I just, I, if you can find a way for me to do it that doesn't involve me getting like shoved into a jar or disintegrated or I something. I will do like, absolutely everything I can to protect you. Although I may have actually, to dry you up. I'm sorry to bring you home. Wait, what? I'm sorry. Mm, actually, you know what? You know what? You seem cool. Oh, thanks. Like, this should be fine. You, you can just hang out. You can hang out in my room. Oh my god. Actually, I don't know if she can because you have the place warded against ghosts pretty good right now. You would have to bring her through in a jar. Oh. Well, you can hang out outside my house. Um. Or. I mean, I kind of. Or, I or you know. can stay here. I can find you again. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to find a way to make it legal. Okay. Because you still have your mind. And by that right, you should still have rights. I like your moxie. Uh, what's your name, by the way? We didn't really do that part. Oh, I forget yeah, sometimes. sorry. No, that's okay. My name's Blair. What's your name? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm Tira. Tira? Yeah, Tira, uh, I, hmm. Mm, nope, don't seem to have a family name up here anymore. No. Oh, that's annoying. That's okay. Yeah, I forget stuff sometimes. That's okay. I heard that's pretty common, actually. Oh. Just, All right. I'm sorry. I just, you know, as long as you don't forget who you are, you should be okay. Yeah. Well, right now I know that I am Tira and I was an alchemy student and I, I fucked up pretty bad. <laughs> well, I'm going to go haunt the lab. Okay. I, I threatened to do that. With my, with my lab partners, and I feel like I should make good on it. <laughs> okay, well, you like fun with that? Um, oh, but by the way, when this is all said and done, and you've testified, and, you know, I, I don't need you for any favors anymore, I have some friends that can help you out. Friends like you. Oh, like see-through ghost dead friends? I mean, yes, but they're, they're special. They've, they remember who they are. Oh. 
You'll be in good company. Okay. Can I meet him even if I'm not able to testify? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. no. I'll, I'll bring you to him. I'm going to go haunt the lab now. Have fun! <laughs> Tell Professor, <laughs> Tell Professor Pennyworth I said hi. I'm going to throw an eraser at his head. Nice! <laughs> I like this ghost. I love her, I love her a lot. She's so good. I love her. <laughs> She's very weird. I'm she seems like a good buddy for Blair, honestly. Like, they seem like they would have been fun classmates. Yeah, I think they just missed each other. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Alright. What do you all want to do? I feel like we should just be the fucking legal defense team. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I honestly feel like that's the way that's gonna go best, unless we can find, like, a face for us. Because we're also super wanted, so maybe we shouldn't appear in a court of law. Uh, I'm, we have the resources for disguises. Yeah, I think we just need to make it as much of like a public spectacle as possible while like discrediting the evidence against him. Right. I mean, part of me is just tempted to ghost bomb the whole thing. Yeah, I I will say though, like just. In terms of disrupting the trial, having a ghost show up is a great strategy. In terms of having that ghost make it out of the situation okay, maybe not the best. I will yes. fight everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what if you have her, we like, possess here. you and speak <gasps> through you? Yeah! That way your body, like, protects her? That is a great idea. I'm free real estate. <laughs> Don't call yourself free real estate, Blair! Real estate. I'm free real that's estate! Not how, that's not how it works. I don't know if I've ever been so unhappy that we play this online because I really wish you all could see the look on my face right now. <laughs> I'm not exactly... I I feel like it's the Venn diagram of an overlapping part of, like, horror and being impressed and... I love this idea. We're going to do it. What's what's the feeling like the feeling of watching a really bad but fictional like car crash in that's how I feel right now. Like watching a real car crash is just bad, but a fictional one it's kind of like, oh that looks horrible, but also I'm enjoying this. Yes. That's my well, emotional state. We're definitely doing this. Thank you, Mina. So we have two lawyers and a witness. Is that what we're saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So we are we are aiming to win this and not well. We are cheating it, but not like trying to get it thrown out on a technicality. I mean, they cheated first. We're just showing that they cheated. Yeah. Right. I'm saying we're we're trying to get an innocent verdict, not get it thrown out or delayed or right. So, uh, what kind of fucking score is a courtroom drama? Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod and visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash magpiespodcast. The Magpies Podcast is GM'd and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42. And check out rpgskillcheck.net for my copy editing and accessibility freelance site. Blair Culhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter 
at Kim Deanna Jones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragongirlJosie and watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash dragongirljosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at MinaMinar. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin McLeod and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. And now, I'd like to thank our stupendous Patreon backers. Amanda Jones, thank you. Michael Rutkowski, thank you. Brian Jenkins, thank you. Um, Kim, what were you going to ask? Didn't we take care of um, the Inspector Ghost? Do 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 do. Inspector Ghost Man. Just let you get this out of your system. Thank you. Um, did we take care of Inspector Ghostman?